Hey guys, I just wanted to pop in before the start of the episode and explain why this episode came out a little bit later this week. I was not feeling well this week and was sick and didn't get a chance to post it. And as you can hear, I'm currently talking over our new uh, intro. Enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding My Fit at 40 because I haven't gotten any younger. Correct. You're still, still 40. 40. Yes. Right. It's a good year. That's Mike the Bear that you hear on hey the there. other side there. And I'm Victor. We are going to talk another week about fitness with you guys. God, I love fitness. You, yes. And nutrition. Yes. And you're good at it. You stop it in a minute. So. I mean, you're at least good at the fitness side because I can see that. I don't really see what you eat on a normal basis. I'm eat half a pizza yesterday. Yeah, I did see Surprise. you eat half a pizza. I wasn't going to bring it up yeah. though about the. <laughs> did I just sell myself out? <laughs> you <laughs> might have shambles. It's so, out. It's out. We don't eat healthy all the time. Quote yeah, unquote. that's part of the the joy of all this process is yeah. that like you can still eat pizza, you can still eat French fries, yeah, and you can still be in great shape, and you can still. Lose weight, like yeah, I'm losing can. weight. Not just weight, body fat. Yes, I guess that's the 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 actual trigger word. Is it, it is, yeah. and, and again, that's you have to separate the two because people get too caught up on the scale and the weight. And if you go on those crash diets where you're just literally eating nothing, you're burning muscle and connective tissue, and sometimes not targeting much fat right off the bat. You will get around to it. Yeah. Well, we like to keep connective tissue and muscle around here. So good. Yeah, yeah, it's good for you. So we have worked at losing body fat. And speaking of losing body fat. Lay it on me. My new update. Last week, I weighed 223. This week, I am to, down to 221.6. That is a loss yeah, of almost are. a pound and a half. Still on track. In a week. <laughs> I'm fired up because that's a good week, and I did not expect to have such a good week. So, yeah, I'm really fired up. My dude. And as a refresher, if case is the first time that you're listening, I started this entire journey at 246 pounds. So for those uh, keeping track, that's a loss of about 24 and a half pounds. Right, for you mathematicians out there. Yeah. So... It feels awesome. It's been great. It looks awesome. I've gotten a lot of compliments lately. I'm finally, we're at the three-month mark, mm-hmm. and I'm getting, so we talked about that we earlier. Did. 30 days was, what, what was it, the 36? Four weeks 90? for you to notice a difference, eight weeks for your friends and family, and 12 weeks for the rest of the world. Well, the rest of the world is noticing Yeah, them. they are. And I've had just random people be like, you look great. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> That's that's I haven't awesome. heard that in like hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems to be happening more th- th- at yeah. this point. So it's those numbers have been pretty accurate. It was. And you're also at the point where you're considering, you know, buying new clothes. I have had to look at the idea of it. I am down. So all this weight loss stuff is awesome. But the reality of having to use extra belt loops <laughs> is way cooler than the actual number on right. the scale. The fact that my belt, which was a leather, a black leather belt, super worn at the uh, belt loop I used to use, yep. and now I'm two belt loops past that, two holes past that. Oh yeah, 
There's only one hole left on my belt, Mike. Well, Jay, you're going to start punching other holes or buy I'm a new belt? I'm going to have to buy a new belt because I hate <laughs> when the end of it is really long yeah. and it looks like you have a tail out of the front. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah. How do you balance that out? Do you tilt the belt? Is that a cool new look? Yeah, that's I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. Do you cut it? I don't know. That's maybe? weird. I don't know. Then Sear it, it then? Sear it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the things we can do. Yeah. So, I'm very excited about the fact that the belt is two holes. That That's one of those realistic things that just makes you feel good. Well, it's fun that's when you find awesome. your own metrics. Like, it's easy to put the data in and see yeah. the numbers go down and track the right direction. But when you have, like, hard evidence that is already situated in your life, it's it's fun. It's fun to find those outlier metrics. I put a pair of shorts on that were, like, super tight uh, last season. And I was not thrilled about having to wear them this season. And now that I went through it, this was last year. And then this year I was like, well, let me see what they're like now. Hey, they're loose. How All fun right. is that? Yeah. yeah, that is exciting. That's fun stuff. So, yeah, I've contemplated the idea of actually buying some new clothes because now some of the stuff that I wear regularly is a little loose. Right. And I've had to use that belt. And it's like, you know, when your clothes are a little too big and you have to tighten the belt and then there's like that, like unintentional uh what's it? cinching of material yeah, yeah. but what's Bunching? it called the pleat yeah. it's like an unintentional yep. pleat <laughs> yeah i've had that happen on a pair of my jeans now but i feel like the end goal is still a lot more um i really want to get under 200 pounds yeah and so i really want to drop more body fat because I still, I mean, I still have a belly. I'm still a big dude. Right. I'm still not a small guy. Too. And you're still not struggling in throughout the process. I mean, yeah, overall, yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's still been been fairly linear with with your fat loss in relative terms. Obviously, there's ups and downs. But yeah. so while you're still doing it in a way that's not affecting your lifestyle, you you might as well. You're just you're getting healthier. You're chasing down that physique goal, and now you can actually kind of start to see that that form. You can see that that quote-unquote finish line approaching at that point so i haven't been able to go to the gym talking about that and the reason i bring that up is because i haven't been able to go to the gym uh i've now missed three weeks yep i know so we're gonna touch in a minute we'll talk about how to reapproach getting back in the gym right and detraining in general what your body's actually doing yeah so we'll touch that in a second but the reason i bring that up is saying about that i'm noticing things is I've been trying to like just do little things that I can around the house. So mm-hmm. like the other day I was in we have a our bathroom has this giant like the mirror that's the size of the wall type thing. Huh. It's like this huge mirror above the sink. And as the male I am, I <laughs> flex in that mirror occasionally, maybe once or twice every now and then. But I did squats the other day, but I like try to get my cuz you just taught me yep. that you just yep. fixed my squat form. So I was like, "Oh, let me check and see like what it looks like." And I saw those muscles, traps. Where the, the traps. Yep. Yeah. But, and I was like, where did those come from? <laughs> so it was cool. To, I was like, and I did it. I'm not going to lie. I did it a few extra times after <laughs> I saw them. So I was like, yeah, that looks good. All right. <laughs> so, but I'm, again, like I said, I'm, I'm nowhere in great shape yet. I'm feeling Absolutely. better every day. Yeah. You, you, always, you always slip a slightly negative sentence in there. Yeah, because I want to keep myself humble. humble but, you, but you are humble. So you can enjoy the victories you're making without considering yourself you know, bragging. It, it's obvious you still have goals. It's obvious you're still moving forward and, and learning. But just, fuck, enjoy, enjoy the victories. I, did, I am enjoying them. the victories. But I also don't want to get... I have this tendency. The, maybe this is just a me thing. I have this tendency to over exact like get my like 
build up in my own brain these wins, and then I'm like, oh, I don't need to do anything else because there's nothing else. Uh, okay, so I'm then you good. sort of get look complacent at how, based almost off cocky of those. about yeah. where I'm at now right. that I'm like, oh, look how great I look. Oh, I don't need to do it. And I'm trying to make sure that I, in my own head, realize you're not there yet. Right. And I guess the only reason I'm even harping on this is because you kind of facilitated the the positive words scenario when yes. it comes to, to kind of pushing forward. So I guess a, a better way in my head to t- sort of look at that is this feels great. I'm looking great. That's awesome. Can't wait to see what comes next. I mean, or that's a better way to do it. Can't wait to continue pushing forward and seeing where I can get kind of thing. Yep, that's probably a better way to do it, and there's probably a better way to manifest success than yeah. there is to slide that, well, I'm not there yet, but I also want to try and stay real about it. 100%, like, yeah. I'm not there yet, and I no. know that, and so I'm not downplaying saying, well, I'm still a fat guy. Like, no, I'm not, you're not, you're not. I'm I mean, not you, saying You that have a goal in mind. You know you're not at the goal yet. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's trying to enjoy those those small victories. And I'm not got. 100% thrilled of even where I'm at yet. Like, if this right. is where I started, I'd still want to be losing weight. Of course, of course. I still would not be satisfied. Like, if it, it just happened that... It took 26 more pounds yeah. to for me to really be like, something's got to change. Because I've been this weight before. Right. Not any time recent. Right. But and, and not as healthy probably in, in a long time. Not yes. as strong. Not eating as good as right. I'm eating now. Right. Yeah. Um, speaking of the eating, that's been one of the big things is we keep trying to find protein, ways to add protein. That's, yes. That's been very useful. And even though I haven't been going to the gym these last few weeks, I'm still losing weight. Yeah. And part of that is because I've really dove into finding better things to eat. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I'm not even – I haven't been diehard about like I have to stay under these calories because I'm still staying around 2,300 right. and around it. I'm not – like I've gone over and I don't sweat it. I'm like 100 or 200 calories over. I'm yeah, like, that's, oh, well, that's nothing. whatever. If you're doing like, that every day, then maybe that's a thing. But you, you tend to balance out by by the end of the week. You're roughly where we need you, obviously, for your deficit because you're still trending downwards. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely try to do that. And if there's a day where I'm just like hungry and I'll hit even close to 3,000 calories, yeah. then I'll just really – I'll shave it off the, the next day or right. do something else. Like – eat a lot more chicken the next day yeah. and uh, and chicken breast that still satisfies my hunger yep. but it's there's like no calories in chicken breast it, <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> what is it like it's like 100 calories for 4 ounces something like that yeah, it's, it's, it's it's low it's just if you aren't at all imaginative it gets boring real quick but you know nobody wants to hear chicken's an easy go to but it is, and if you take the time to marinate it overnight and actually pop it on a propane grill, which you're not having to work to, to set up, and chop it up and put it in some rice with a little bit of that, you know, uh, low-calorie barbecue sauce or or pop it on, on bread with a slice of cheese and you got a, a chicken sandwich that you've controlled the protein for and overall calorie intake. It's not just like you're getting out and about on a whim. You still have the framework of tracking and you still get to enjoy the foods. Is it exactly what you want all the time? No. But you're eating for, let's just say, two hours out of your day and oftentimes you end up just going overboard or not eating good food and not feeling well and hating the other 22 hours of your day. Or, you know, you eat decent things that are good enough and you still somewhat enjoy at the very least. And then you still enjoy the rest of your damn day at that point. So I've been thinking a lot about that whole idea um, lately and what it equates to. And we as Americans do that a lot. Just people in general. We, we, we make 
those choices a lot in everyday life. Yeah. Just not in this fitness and in healthy eating realm. Right. But when it comes to balancing your checkbook and or mm-hmm. and your finances, nobody goes out and spends the max of their income every day. Right. You just can't do it. It's nope. not possible. So you budget and you figure out, well, if I spend this much, and some days you go out and you buy a car, but you don't buy a car every day. Right. You go out and buy a car today. Oh, you got this big splurge, and now you're eating ramen for a couple days. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> right. you're trying to save yeah, and a couple I, I've, bucks. I've always liked the the finances and, and budgeting analogy when it comes to to fitness, nutrition, and, and, and tracking calories. You're right. It just it seems to be villainized when it comes to calories. It's like you're being so restrictive and you're not letting yourself enjoy your life and I, Okay, there is a way to, to do it obsessively yeah. to that point, but there's also a, a good balanced middle ground where you can still trace your goals. And I guess we can call it reverse budgeting when it comes to calories because you're not trying to put as many calories away as possible. You're, you're doing it on the opposite side of that. But Well, I mean, yes, if you're considering it storage. Like if I've right. given you this allotment and then you're like, oh, I'm going to save these. Correct. You can still think of it as you put calories away for later because like then you, oh, yeah, can, you, go. you yeah. can still budget like – for me, right now we're set. I'm set at twenty three hundred. We've talked about this. Yep. So, but if I eat two thousand calories today, I've bu- I can maybe store those three hundred so that I know in two days I'm going to go see family True. and I can just blow it out because I'll wait. I'll save three hundred calories a day for three days. Yeah. Now I have nine hundred extra calories and, this week, and that's literally how it works. Yeah, literally how it works. It's it really is kind of crazy. I've started now looking at it for the weeks. Good. Because Good. I was just doing day by day by day and that gets a little bit of a you, you you almost take wins and losses and hits if you you mess up again. I God, we got to get these on video. When when you when you quote unquote mess up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seems harder when it's like, okay, well that day I can never get back. And it should yes. be looked at more as a weekly average when it comes to steps, when it comes to overall calories, because it's it's that weekly average that's really, really going to make the biggest difference. And that's kind of why I've changed my focus is because I'm also doing a weekly podcast weigh-in. Yep. Yep. So I'm still trending down every week when it yep. comes to that Monday, but not every day. If you looked at what I weighed every day, we've talked about this to ad nauseum. Oh, yeah. The idea of your weight fluctuates so much, mm-hmm. but I'm still trending down at the end of the week. So I'm not, I haven't, that has really helped me not stress every day about right. like, oh, my weight's jumped today. Okay, right. well, it's back down. And, and think about too early on, like those, those weight changes, even though you somewhat knew were still, they, they hit you more emotionally than they do now. Or was told because I was, right. there's a big difference between your weight fluctuating one or two pounds when you're at your heaviest and your weight fluctuating one or two pounds when you've lost 25 pounds. True. So when you're already like, well, I know I've been losing weight. I'm going to yeah. continue to lose weight. You have weight. all that data showing that you are going the right direction. This and is not a success. big deal. Yeah, right? you have which, all that success. Which is success. why I, yeah. I have people weigh every day. It's that, that um, there's, there's outliers that are just too highly emotionally tied to the scale. And then I will play with water weight a little bit. I'll have them weigh in once a week. And then one to two days prior to that, I'm lowering carbs a little bit, making sure they watch their sodium intake so that they come in at their driest weight on Monday. So it's almost like stacking the deck to make sure we get that emotional win to then further teach a little bit further on down the road. Yeah, well, I mean, and the fluctuations, I didn't realize how drastic, before we started, we were talking about the fluctuations. I've noticed it for me, I've fluctuated as much as two to three pounds a day. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a three to five pounds a day kind of guy. That seems so insane to me, (laughs) how much it varies. Yeah. 
because I mean, to wake up and be two pounds heavier, you're like, what did I do? <laughs> I, yeah. What did I eat? Was I eating butter in my sleep? What just happened? <laughs> yeah, which which you'd have literally had to eat like I don't know three or four pounds of butter to have stored all that amount of fat, which again, when you start running the numbers, like you panic right? less. That sounds it, like it a kind challenge. of is. Like, how do you flavor that so it goes down well? Three to four pounds of butter. Could you even, <laughs> I can't even imagine eating a, a, any butter by itself. No, not even just a stick. I don't know how much a stick is. What is that, eight ounces, four uh, ounces? I'm not sure. I don't know. My brother, who you know. I do know him. Yeah. When we were kids, would eat butter. He got yelled at all the time. Because really? Because he would start, well, you, know, you know, we always had the butter in the, Tray. We, it was the 80s. We yeah, had the butter yeah. in the tray out on the table. He would be, and he'd open and stick his finger and just eat butter. <laughs> it was so gross, and he just loved it. I don't know if he still eats butter. He probably does it on his own because he knows people. He so, might. You know, he's an adult know. now. He can buy his own butter. Yeah, or, I don't yeah. know. Maybe just, I don't know. Who knows what he does. But yeah, he's the butter plain, and that was the grossest thing ever to me. I've never heard of anybody else just eating plain yeah. butter. We love you, Vinny. Just yeah, so we're gonna put that out there. Out. I'm grossed right. out right now. He's a little I'll, grossed I'll out. I love you after. I, I still love you. You do thing. you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a lot of butter you'd have to eat. In one right. Shot. But I mean, basically, it's when you really start to look at what is happening. In order for you to to gain two pounds of fat overnight, you'd have to overconsume your maintenance calories by seven thousand calories. And basically all 7,000 calories of that would have to really be fat because protein's not getting stored as fat. Carbs have a very low, low, like 2 or 3% of those carbs are going to get stored as fat if you're, you're somewhat active. So it has to almost be pure fat to gain that much fat. And I don't know anybody who is not going to be making frequent sprints to the, the toilet <laughs> after downing 7,000 calories in just pure fat at that yeah, point. That's... So it's not, it's not happening. And the more somebody knows that, and the more you're armed with that knowledge, the less you tend to panic where, ah, spiked two pounds this, this morning. Well, that's got to be water because it yeah. does have to be water. And I think once you change, at least for me, once you change your mentality from, I keep saying losing weight and down, and we're using the scale as a number because that's the only way to actually like. It is a metric. And yeah. then when that's combined with body measurements, which are a little more consistently accurate. Yes, we've been do, I've been doing those as well. Um, and as they've changed, I've mentioned them on the pod before, right. but, um, they're not changing dramatically. Although I've, the photos have changed dramatically. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Re- the, recently, the side image, especially of my, my oh, belly yeah. is a Inches lot smaller. down from, from yeah, front to from back. Where it was. Yep. Yeah. Um, the back is still rough. I think we talked about this last week. Yeah. Uh, 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 we've talked about this before. I think about photos from the back it's not quite as dramatic no and the, the back is but, fairly flat and that just is what it is so you're not gonna really see a big change yeah we, we tend to store a lot from of stuff the front in the abdomen organs. and from the side absolutely oh yeah yeah I, i'm not as s curved as i was <laughs> um but now i lost my train of thought what i was talking about right before that about oh so we've been using the 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 scale as the metric mm-hmm. but when you change your mentality about it being it's not actually just weight that you're losing it's body fat right and you've talked about this before yep. where we've where we've said about when somebody says they want to lose weight what they're really saying to you is i want to lose body fat Correct. and, but and body fat loss is fairly linear if you could just see that weight loss is not you, you got the ups and downs so looking at the big picture and that big downward you know line with all those up and down dots together can you measure just your body fat percentage? You Is there can, a way to do but, that? But you're going to get a, a DEXA scan or, or something like that. They have like the the little 
bioelectric impedance scales and they just run a, a current through you and you're holding the little handles, but those are highly affected by water intake. Like you can stand on that and tell you you're, you know, nine or 10% body fat and then drink a half a gallon of water right there in that sitting. And then that number is going to change in that moment. So they're not oh, very so that's accurate. that's not accurate no, either. No, And I think the, the skin fold is, I don't know, like five to 7% or don't quote me on this. It's a percentage off from, from accurate and you don't know which direction that's going. So one of the best ways I've found to kind of call out somebody's body fat percentage is via pictures and, and look, because there's a ton of people online that, that have those pictures up. And after training, you know, a uh, couple hundred people, um, other trainees, you know, people online that are, are coaches and such that I trust that are, are putting that stuff out. They've trained, you know, thousands of people. So you have that general, that general line of what you're looking at. And, you know, somebody with a defined six pack is somewhere in the 10 to 12% range. If you have like a, a decent four pack coming in and the two is maybe on its way, you're looking at 12 to 15%-ish. And then you start to lose that, that definition um, as you go up above that. So what is, from somebody who we never talked about this, the body percent yeah. thing, is what's a what's the range you should be shooting for? Is that 12 to 15? Like, is that like the no, optimal? I'm, what's optimal? 12 to 15, again, where you have, you know, visible... If that visible four pack and you feel pretty lean, that's more of a physique goal. That doesn't necessarily mean you're healthier. That could have been somebody who is is starving themselves for a while, but doing enough strength training, getting enough protein in, so that they're they're uh, maintaining the muscle mass that they have. But they may be weak. Um, they may be low on testosterone because they've been dieting too long. So, and you you think about like an actual bodybuilder on stage. Like I think males come in somewhere around I don't know anywhere between three to six percent to hop on stage women are generally closer like that that eight to ten seven to ten somewhere around there percentage and it's not healthy and they know that that's why can they not maintain so how long what that's i guess that's my question is that's not healthy you're saying that three to six or that for them to maintain but like what is the maintainable healthy range you can maintain single digit body fat percentage on the high end nine nine to eleven is is pretty maintainable for that's for a male um but again you've, you've still got to be fairly dialed in and you've got to, to constantly consistently track stuff and there's that again there's outliers in everything so if you have somebody who naturally has high testosterone their body is going to maintain that lean body mass better than somebody who's who drops with calorie deficit. So now we're getting into to inefficient metabolisms and efficient metabolisms. If you have an efficient metabolism, it adapts very quickly to a calorie deficit, which means your metabolism drops. It's trying to conserve energy. Or it goes back up quick and you go into a calorie surplus. If you have an inefficient metabolism, your metabolism stays fairly elevated as you diet down, which is great for fat loss. It makes it harder to gain muscle because you have to eat a tremendous amount of calories more. I, I have an inefficient metabolism, which makes dieting down, you know, I don't want to say effortless, but it's, it's easier that way. And that's something you won't really know until you get into the process of dieting down. You, because you haven't really stalled and have been dieting down pretty well, um, you may have an inefficient metabolism, which for you, since you're not trying to hop on stage and put on a ton of muscle mass, you just, you want to get lean, you want to be healthy. That could be a very, very good thing for you in your scenario. Okay. So 
what you're saying is that could just help with the whole weight loss thing in general, which Absolutely. means that I really had to be eating a crap ton of food to yeah. have gained the weight that I gained. Yeah. What you're saying. Or, you know, once your metabolism is up and elevated, then, then yeah, <laughs> you do have to continue eating more to continue getting heavier. And it's, it's impressive how much you end up having to put in. It's like when, when I did the, the fit to fat scenario for myself, I, was, I put on 37 pounds in two months and 10 days. And I had to eat a tremendous amount of food. I was, what were you I was eating a day in calories, like five. I was averaging six? between four and eleven. 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 I just got after. So my low days were on the the four to six thousand mark. But eleven. Yeah, yeah. I struggle sometimes at twenty three hundred to eat all of that. <laughs> yeah, and for me, it's it's it was a full day of, of eating and sometimes sitting down with two or three boxes of cereal. I didn't turn away any kind of junk food. If it was time to order pizza or a Chinese or whatever, you don't want to see my Chinese food order. It's just it it gets I love food. it get I do too. It gets gross at that point, and I ate to the point, and I just I felt atrocious. But in order for me to put on that much weight, I had to really put down food. Yeah. 11, I mean, I I say that, but for me, it probably would have been easier if I would have added drinks. So that's the one thing that has been, that I've yeah. missed. Of all the things that I've changed, I don't want to say cut out, because I haven't cut out anything. Right. I've changed the amount that I've drank. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The one thing that I do miss the most is like, drink, like, flavor, not, and when I say drinks, I don't mean alcohol. No, drinks. I know what you mean. I'm still drinking yeah. beers. I had a couple beers. We, we had a couple beers yeah, last night. A couple, that's adorable. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> People are listening. I'm listening sometime, man. We're listening. We're judging. We're um, listening. But I miss like having a lemonade and miss yeah. like I've because it it is really difficult. I I really like uh, lemonade tea, the Arnold Palmer yep. type yep. deals. Um, there's a Milo's makes a really good one that I okay. absolutely love. But one cup is like 160, 170 right. calories. Right. And that's eight ounces. And I was drinking it by a pint glass. So yeah. I was drinking a 340 calories a glass. Right. And that's like 300 plus calories, which again, when you're taking in those liquid calories, your body is not getting the signal that, oh, I'm full and satisfied right now. You're not getting that signal unless it's, I think the study was done with milk. Milk is like the only thing that, that tells your body that, oh, okay, I'm getting food. Definitely I'm not feel so hungry anymore. I drink yeah. Milk, yeah. Some milk. And, and I'm, I'm not really drawn to liquid calories. Um, I'd gotten off that for a while, and so I didn't dig into that when I was putting on weight. Like I just, I love to eat, so that was all solid food for me at that point. Wow! And that's I was saying, that I was, think the only way I could hit eleven thousand was with drinks. Yeah. yeah, and that's what was drumming up the the twenty thousand calorie challenge that uh, I didn't quite get around to doing because COVID had hit right at that point. In a day? Oh yeah, we, we had three or four people lined up, and most of them they knew they weren't going to make it to the twenty. But I think there's one other guy who's he. he probably could have gone the distance with me but we're looking at about over a 24-hour period and about 6,000 calories each meal uh with you know <laughs> you guys can't see me right now but my eyes are humongous <laughs> uh so that would have been a marathon that definitely would have been a struggle for me but I'm, I'm 90% sure I would have gotten through it and hated my life afterwards for a while but but it, it's one of it's the whole point of that was one shock factor because that's just what you know people on social media need um and two to just show that one day of going off diet and kind of eating off the rails does not destroy your physique. That's just not how it works. Because at that point, I had... Dude, at- that's like 10 weeks Oh yeah, food <laughs> in a day. Uh, 10 weeks, man. Is that 10 weeks? Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> well, I'm saying because 2300, it's it's or a little ten, less. 10 it's days, like, 10 days, not 10 weeks. 10 days, yeah, yeah. yeah 10, oh, yeah. Days, it, it, 10 was, it was Sorry, at yeah. least a week's worth of I eating s- in one day. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Then what do you... I was going to open with two dozen donuts from Baker's How, Pride. Oh, that would have been so good. Yeah. Can we just do that? I mean, I mean I'm, I'm in. We can not do anything else. Day. We'll just do that to start. We'll yeah. do that. Yeah. I... Gosh, I'm just fat. I can't <laughs> fathom the idea of eating so much. I do love Baker's Prize Donuts, so I might have been. They're, able to they're do that. phenomenal, and yeah. I, I think I'm I'm still going to do this at some point because um, I, I you know, am back roughly where I, I need to be. Uh, I'll still do some my own physique fine tuning just to find out where my happy place is on a regular basis. But then I'll just pick a day and, and get after it. So what do you do? So how do you build that in? Because obviously you don't want that to completely destroy where you're at. So how do you build? Well, that's you, my point. It, it won't. And that's the whole point of that. If you're where you need to be, it's not like I'm at, by that. By the point I'm going to do that 20K challenge, I'm not trying to get to another point. So I'm there. So what's worst case scenario here? Let's say that's 20,000 calories of, of pure fat that I've taken in in a 24-hour period. Okay, so I'm looking at putting on maybe five pounds. In a day. In a day. And again, that was if all 20,000 calories was fat, and it's not. So let's just assume, for the hell of it, half of that, and we'll go up a little bit. Let's assume I put on three pounds of, of body fat. Over the next week to two weeks, if depending on how extreme I want to be, I can drop that three pounds right back off. You've done it in, in two-week increments. You've taken yeah. three pounds off. Like yeah. that's, that's two weeks of my life. To, to do something, you know, big and, and showy and, and prove a point that your, your physique just isn't destroyed from one day of eating. So getting into the momentum of, of failure, which we've discussed, like, oh, I had a bad day. Oh, fuck it. I'll just eat this. I'll just eat this. I'll start Monday. You don't have to get in that mentality. It's, it's like, I think Sohi Fit is online. She's, she's awesome. She does the analogy of, oh, you ate a cookie. Well, you might as well eat the whole plate of cookies. It's the same as, as like, oh, you got I mean, a flat I mean, tire? That Better slash logical. all your tires. That sounds logical to me. Right. Yeah, yeah totally. Totally. <laughs> Completely. So you just, you get back on track the next day. It's Pringles advertising is the problem. Once you pop, you can't stop. Right. That's the whole idea. Right. They screwed it up So that's everybody. why you just make room in your diet for the day and don't stop that pop. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of stopping, though, I have stopped going to the gym. So this is the topic that mainly we wanted to talk about today because it started with an injury, which I'm still trying to overcome. I have that tendonitis in my ankle. It's better. So I started sleeping. I have these plantar fasciitis socks okay that keep your you know they are have you ever used these i'm just assuming that they squeeze around the midfoot no so it's no. no squeezing at all actually so what this is is it, it it's a sock that goes on and yeah. it has a velcro strap it, it like the strap the the sock comes up to about your knee right it's like above your calf and there's a velcro strap velcro strap at the toe and you set your foot at a 90 degree angle and then you hook it into the top gotcha, of the sock gotcha. and so your foot can never go straight right so it doesn't let your, Essentially, it doesn't a, let your calf and, and lower leg musculature tighten up on you. You're going to keep it basically. Or the plantar fasciitis. It's, it's designed for the plantar fasciitis right. to be able to not tighten at night. Right. But that's that's all connected to other things. So looking at it just yes. from the aspect of the plantar fascia, fascia is is narrow. It's a narrow view. And sleeping with that has helped recovery. Yeah. Because that muscle, it's that front shin muscle. 
So it, it doesn't like that doesn't have to work to hold my foot or right. it's not getting overstretched or it's right. allowed, it's allowed to sit in which which a is one of the position. things I want to attack first with your rehab is I want to strengthen the anterior tibialis which is that muscle that runs right down the, the front of the shin yeah yeah um, and then we need to keep everything stretched out rolled out percussion massaged out um, because you've you've literally changed your gait your stance and how you're building strength going from over supination to more of a neutral stance. So that affects, like like I've shown you, when you're standing up, you rotate that arch down to up, your angle of your knee changes. It changes yeah. everything upstream. So your musculature is now being stressed in a different, uh, in a different fashion. Yeah. Muscles that have not been stressed. So by strengthening, you thicken connective tissue, you you make that musculature more, more pliable, um, and then you, you can kind of increase that healing process. I've noticed that uh, we were talking about the photos a little bit ago. I've noticed that my shoulders have rolled back. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I, I jokingly said I'm not that S-curve anymore, but generally my spine is straighter than it was because I'm not getting the pull from the as heavy yeah. of a belly, and my shoulders aren't rolled forward. So literally, right. it's like, it is like you an You have S. more of a natural curve it's, at this point. It's, yeah. it's straightened out a little bit, and it's not as exaggerated as right. it was. And that's yeah. that was the point of giving you about it. I think I did about a two and a half to one pull to push ratio for you. Oh wow! So that starts to to increase that postural control and and strengthen your back to really bring things where it needs to be. Now, just to put that home, the two and a half push to pull. What does that mean? Let's say I mean the easy way I think about it is a, a two to one pull to push ratio is often where I will start with people. So you're doing twice as much volume on the back as you are for the push muscles. Your pull muscles to your push muscles. So you may have five sets of uh, bench press compared to 10 sets of barbell row to do an exact antagonistic muscle scenario there. Okay. And that'll allow the back and such to catch up to your already over over tight, stronger push muscles. Because you tend to use your push muscles Correct. more often Correct. In so the, ba- the back gets left out. Your pull muscles get left out in this day and age. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And that's why I've noticed my shoulders yep. rolling back and yep. doing, getting better, which also helps... When you're standing for three to six hours, yeah. play with a guitar around your shoulder. I used to have the worst back, but dude, yeah. I've had days where my back hurt so bad. I was sitting on the floor cleaning up cables because oh. I couldn't even stand anymore, dude. It hurt oh. so bad. And now I'm like, and I used to not want to bend over. Like I yep. have to like really like be caught. And now I'm like staying bent over, wrapping cables <laughs> and be like, this is easy. Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's again, so, it's, it's another metric. Like it's, yeah. you get stronger, you get, you know, better muscular endurance and, and postural control. Like life is easier. Yeah. That, definitely. The stuff like that is easier. Yeah. The, the things that you take for granted, like yeah. there's just physical movements that you don't even realize. And like, I, and I've said this before too, I'm, I still even have the mentality that I'm, that I can't do some of these right. stuff because, like, my kids will drop a toy and I'll be like, "Oh, uh. oh!" I'm like, "Oh, I can just bend down." Programming and runs this. deep, yeah, yeah, because you're just not used to it. Yep. You're not used to being in the body that you were. I actually had a buddy who had lost significant weight, over 100 yeah. pounds, and we were. This is when we were younger, and we were probably in our 20s, and he had lost all that weight, and we were playing ultimate frisbee. Yep, and he did not realize he could run as quickly now as he could. <laughs> and we would throw the thing and he'd be like, no, he wouldn't even try to go get it. Cause yeah. he just knew. And I'm, and I'm like, dude, you could, you could probably get there now. And he's like, Oh yeah, I probably could have got that. <laughs> he just doesn't realize right. you, you, you're so ingrained in who you are. And we talk about it all the time, the mentality of it, but oh, that yeah. really, when you can, when you can click that over and do stuff, it makes you more active yeah. in general. You naturally will start to seek out activity. So look, looking at 
Um, I'm looking at my watch and pointing at my, my watch <laughs> right now because it, that's my step counter. Yeah. And in the beginning, I was thinking about that. I've been crushing, not crushing. But still, I'm better than you started off with for sure. And I don't feel like I've changed. Like, I'm not purposely trying to right. do that better. I'm just naturally being more active mm-hmm. because I'm realizing I can be more active. Right. And so it, it's, ta- it's kind of snowballing on itself that we started out and you gave me an 8,000 goal and I was hitting like, what, four? Yeah. Maybe like on the regular. <laughs> but it, part of that was work and part of it was I just I just don't feel like moving because right. I'm and, fat. And again, and it, it wasn't a problem because you were still losing body fat. So that's that's still from in my head, I'm like, eh, that's fine because that is still a part of the, the calories out equation that I can work into if you start to plateau at that point. We haven't really tapped into it heavily by that point. And now I'm averaging way more. Like, I, what's my weekly summary? Let me see if I can find it on my watcher real quick. Weekly summary. Uh, it only has this week, which is today. So, <laughs> but I'm over eight thousand, almost nine thousand steps. Yeah. Like, it's it, it's just been crazy. I've noticed that myself because it says I have a, an an Apple Watch, and so the Apple Watch in conjunction with my phone gives right. you what the oh speaking that's probably on my phone that data that I was just looking for. Um, and it gives you compared to last week or compared right. to last month you've done. And because of that is how I even noticed that I'm doing more and not intentionally. Right. But it's but kind you're, of you're actually more en- energetic. You, you have set on this path with intention. That intention is bled over to you being more active. And, and yeah, totally. And, and that, that increased activity is, is also helping you with this three weeks that you haven't manage the train because you are now substituting some of that activity for daily movement, which has a huge damn impact. So this last month has been better. So my yearly average is 5,300. My monthly average is 7,700. All right. That's a significant difference, especially because that yearly average is increased Mm -hmm. because of my last month. Right. So that yearly average is probably under 5,000 if you take out that 7,000. So it's like 45, I would assume, probably something like that. But then with this last month, I'm over 7,700 steps. Nice. And it's simple stuff that has been a difference. Even just being at home, being like, oh, I'll get up and get that. Like, it's not as big of a deal. And you just get up and you do it. Not even like I'm not trying to add more steps. I'm just realizing right. it's not as big of a deal. It's not as big of a burden, because not a burden. It's not as difficult. Right. So the effort is not as as severe. I'm still probably. I feel like percentage wise, if you had to break it down to percentages, here we're going back to made up percentages. I love those. Those are my yeah. favorite kind. So if you like percent of output of effort. Is probably the same, but I'm able to do more, so that percentage is gets is higher. The actual output is higher because that percentage is probably the same. Yeah, you it, know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Let me, let me fine tune that a little bit. Yeah, because going back Please to make to, me to, sound <laughs> smart. That, I, I like to reference Mark Ripito every once in a while for for the starting strength setup, but he he goes over the fact that, and and this goes into like even distance running, which steps can go somewhat aligned with that. Like it doesn't take a lot of effort to to walk and take steps. Or even to, to run distance, like that, distance running sucks. But if, <laughs> you, if you like distance running, we're yeah, not judging. I, I'm not. I just, it sucks for me. <laughs> so if you can get better at running that distance, and but you start to get really heavily diminishing returns on how much faster you're going to get as you start to reach, you know, that conditioning level. So the only way to go faster is to increase force production. So if you get stronger in your squat, you take, let's say it takes 20% of your leg strength 
as you are right now to take those, those running steps forward to, to run, let's say a mile. Now you put a hundred pounds on your squat over the course of six months. And now let's just say it takes 10% of that force to run that same distance and same time. Or now you can run it faster because you've increased the strength in your leg. You can now push off harder. You can now run faster. So the only way to really increase force production is via resistance training. So it's the same thing with walking. Now that your legs are stronger, every step you take, you're, lose, you're using less of your power to get the job done. Yes. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm still being as lazy as I was, but the percent <laughs> of lazy is higher. Right, right. So I'm still hitting more of those markers. It's talking about equating this to money. It's like, you know, it's easier to get rich when you're already rich. It's hard right. to make money when you don't have yeah, any money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's the same kind of premise with working out. And this, like, as I'm, the more fit I'm getting, and the easier it's, it is to get and stay fit. Just to yep. get and stay fit, yep. and to do other things to increase my fitness. Right. Which I mean, again, this this past three weeks is a perfect example of how you have been able to stay fit based off of the the basis you've given. I have noticed the strength start to decline. So that's, let's get into that yep, part. Absolutely. So it's been three weeks and we've talked about this before that you have mentioned that that's like when... It takes about two-ish weeks to start, uh, for the body to start detraining. And, and I'll go into what exactly that means here in a second. So I am in that stage. I've, it's been over three weeks. You absolutely are. Yeah. And I've noticed the difference in the detraining side. I'm still losing weight, but I'm I feel like I'm not as... I, I used the word tight earlier where I've like just yeah. felt tighter. I'm not feeling as tight as I right. was. So my question to you, and you can then go into all this whole idea of detraining, <laughs> is now that I go back to the gym, because I'm going to go back to the gym, right. it's been a combination of injury and uh, time. My, my son is sick. Yeah. And, Bo- you know, and both of those so, are completely normal. It's just stuff. So I, and I haven't even, I've really haven't, I've, I've been upset because I'm like, I really want to get in the gym, yeah. but I'm not beating myself up about it Good. mainly because I'm still losing weight. If right. I wasn't losing weight and I wasn't going to the gym, I'm not going to lie. Psychologically, that would be a little bit of a spiral. Oh, yeah. But I think that's why I've dove way into the, I say I've dove way into the food, but like, I just, it has clicked for me. Yeah, you've it's, just you've just gotten more efficient and better at it, and so you're you're even juggling that while experimenting with with stuff you enjoy or how to fit this macro in a little bit better. Or, or which remind me later in the podcast if I don't, somebody must send us a message. We have a I have a challenge that I want to put out to you. Okay, something nutritional wise that I want to do a pod on and I want to try something. Okay. So we'll discuss that after we go into, so it's been three weeks. Right. What's my plan of attack? Do I just jump right back into where I was? Do I start all over? Teach me Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) Um, so, so any studies that I've read, um, they say roughly that that two week mark is somewhat safe to just assume some people, it might take a little longer to start to detrain. Um, and it's like the, the, more fit you are, the quicker you detrain coming that two week mark, which didn't make a lot of sense to me, but that's in the literature. Um, so we're just going to assume roughly two weeks. And what that means is you start to lose some of those strength gains you made. Um, you may start to, to, which sucks. Right, right. I'm like, I'm not happy about it, but yeah. No, you're not. But it, but again, you, you were still in a beginning trainee phase, so you'll, you'll get the strength gains back quickly. But we're always worried about prioritizing lean body mass 
over over anything at this point. So that way you're only targeting body fat. Um, and the, the simplest way is everybody's mind wants, you know, this complex answer. It's like you, you see all the workouts on social media. And I, I just saw a post today, which was phrased very well. Like you ask any any successful coach or somebody who's in good shape what they're doing, it's going to bore the shit out of you. You're doing the same shit over and over, progressively overloading it. Uh, and, you know, the only thing that changes is your gym clothes from one day to the next. And that's, that's most... Oh, wait, I'm supposed to change those? Uh, unless you're washing them every day or not sweating a lot. Listen, I'm not wait. judging. I'm not judging. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that too later uh, after we're done on air. Uh, so... It is the simple shit that's going to get the job done. So as far as getting back into it, you just sort of get back into it. I wouldn't necessarily throw on the same top weight that you had. So you just take your time through the warm-up sets and and work your way up. And my favorite way to warm up to finding out what a starting, quote-unquote, starting weight is for you is to do warm-up sets of just four reps, nice, slow, controlled, and continue to put on like, you know, 10, 15, 20 pounds. Depends on what the lift is. Do four more reps so you're not... You're not exhausting yourself yet. You're kind of feeling it out. And when four reps is kind of heavy, just stay with that same weight and finish out your set max effort. You'll probably still come in somewhere between eight to 12 reps. So it's still considered somewhat light-ish weight. And, and as you know, injury scales with load. So that's a good amount of weight to just kind of find where you're at. And if that's a good weight or if you blew past it, guess what? You increase the weight next time. Or maybe even one more set that, that scenario. If you're right in that little sweet spot range from what you've been programmed for, then nicely done. You're right where you need to be. If it's too heavy, lighten up the weight. So it's a very simple fix on how to get back into it. And everything, if, if the one thing you remember about lifting weights from one workout to the next, one exercise to the next, is that you push each set to within one to three reps of failure, that failure range may change, if, whether you're detrained or trying a new exercise or whatever, but the principle still stands. That's enough for you to, to get the body to adapt, to get an effective workout. So you don't need to get real complex with getting back into it. You just need to know that you are, have, you are going to have detrained slightly. Go in nice and slow. So if I go in, talk to me like I'm a, a dummy because I am a dummy. Um, so what that means, I've done from those leg lunges in the beginning to, <laughs> man, if I, I just, I just think about that sometimes that first week and how my legs hurt so bad. And <laughs> now, and honestly, that's, I'm a little worried. About you're going to be a little sore. So anything that you're, you're worried about, especially professionally, let's cut the volume in half, go back to body weight with your lunges, go slow and controlled and just see how it feels. Base it off how you feel. But knowing that you're likely going to be sore because you haven't worked out in three weeks, let's just assume you're going to be sore. So, so minimize the sore. And if I cut the, so cut everything in half? Correct. Volume-wise. So like yeah, if, yeah. if you're, you have four sets of 8 to 12 per leg put in there, do two sets of 8 to 12. Start with body weight. See how that feels. Okay. So just And again, the... you, you know to, to make, and if body weight feels fairly light, slow the rep down. It's time for some time under tension. You're still only doing two sets per leg. You'll be a little sore the, the next day or two, but it won't be bad. Because that's the part that, for me, that is really... Correct. It, no, it, yeah, like, we, you're lugging gear back and forth and having to stand and play. And, and that yeah. was the whole reason why, I mean, so the, the injury in my ankle, I probably could have still gone to the gym. But I was worried because it was getting really bad where it was right. like I was limping enough as trying to get to work i had to still right. work i had to play and i was talking to a friend of ours which i have we'll talk about her as well 
Um, I was talking with her last night and talking about how like I haven't gone to the gym because I was worried that that working out in the morning I wasn't going to be able to get through my gig. Or, right. And she was like, "Yeah." And one of those pays your bills. I get that. I was like, "Yeah." yeah. So the it took precedence <laughs> the playing my gig over working out. Like my right. body suffered. We talk about that all the time about making it a priority and stuff. But it's easily the first thing that you can cut. True. When you need to worry about stuff because, all right, so I'm a little more out of shape than I would have been, but, right. but I still made sure I got through those games. You did. Now, you made the right choice with the knowledge you had on board. Yes. But you add into the, the fact that there are quick things you could have done at home, one. Um, two, you could have done single leg stuff on the other side, which still will transition to the other side to a certain degree. There's studies showing that what you do on one side of the body does affect the other side of the body. It's this weird symbiotic relationship because, you know, it's all one body. Really? In case you didn't know that, yeah. Hmm. Um, so, and resistance training will actually increase growth hormone output. You also have exercise-induced in, autophagy, which is, you know, kind of a cellular clean-out where you're, you're cleaning out broken out parts of your cell to push out. Now, autophagy is a big buzzword over the last handful of years. I've never heard that word before in my life. Yeah. It, in it's, fact, I still don't know what you said. What did you say? Autophagy. It's, it's Auto- kind of what a... What does it mean? It's, it's basically your body cleaning out broken down uh, amino acids and, and cells, things that need to be recycled out and or rebuilt. Okay. So it's like a big clean out scenario. Um, so you, those are, resistance training will cause those benefit, beneficial processes that, that literally tell the body to heal. So if you pull them completely out of the equation while trying to deal with an injury so that you can then go work, the injury can potentially, potentially stay longer, which means it's going to affect your work longer term. Whereas if you say, you know, drop and do anywhere from 10 to 30 push-ups in a scenario to make sure you get a max effort set and you do that top of the hour, every hour for the two or three hours you're home, you've now increased growth hormone output. You've now signaled the body to repair, you know, things and you've kept your so metabolism. So even if I would have been out. doing the rest of the workout, it, it, <clears throat> it repairs the part that's messed up? Better than not doing it, yes. yes. Now, okay. you, when you Fair. isolate and work on an area, you're going to tell the body to send signals to that area to, to heal up as well. But getting some lifting in will still increase the body's ability to recover and heal. I mean, I'm still, part of what I'm, I'm not quite as worried about is I carry, I lug around heavy speakers yeah. and I still do. So there is still, it's just not anywhere near fail to failure. There's right. still me moving speaker, but I'm not sitting there lifting the speaker up and down. No, and, down, the, and the speakers down, are technically down. getting lighter and lighter the stronger you get. So yes. you get less impact from that. But you're still living a healthy, active, movement-based uh, lifestyle. Like, and like, like I said, my said, movement has been increased yeah. even though my uh, my weight training has right. decreased. And keeping protein elevated because you're still paying attention to your diet will also help preserve your lean body mass. So, all right. Well, <clears throat> so drop the volume, the weight volume, or keep the drop the weight in half and I'll drop, drop the weight the for set. things, especially like your legs. Anything you're, you're worried about that's really going to take away from you working out. Because you're only going to really be dropping that volume for, for a, a couple of workouts a week. Yeah. yeah. Because then the soreness is going to go away. Then you up it. Then you might get a little bit of soreness that next time because you've now increased Increase, the volume. Yeah. But it's going to be in roughly that same increment. Yeah. I'm so mad because I was at the point too where like I was working out and I was getting to towards failure yeah and i felt like oh man i'm gonna be so sore and i wake up the next day and be fine you're fine yeah yeah so this is not a metric of a good workout it's a metric of 
something has changed, you've increased volume, weight, time and attention, whatever, a variable has changed. So you'll get exhaust, more and more exhausted the harder you push for workouts. But your recovery is going to be good. The soreness isn't really going to be there. Yeah, I'd recovered pretty good on yeah. most of this stuff. So I was I getting at a good place. I'm just, I was, yeah, it's really frustrating. That is super frustrating. I mean, yeah. I've tried really hard not to focus on the fact <clears> that, like, I haven't been able to get in the gym because I've been doing so well. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm still losing weight, which is creating Which is body the, the fat, overall, so. you know, physique goal as far as that goes. The health comes along with that. Those are your two main goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to get in your mind now and over the next two weeks that you have to kind of build back into it a little bit. But that's it. You know, two weeks and you're right back up and running. You'll be fine. Okay. Now, I'm not, and I'm not trying to say that anybody who is detrained is in two weeks and they're going to be all good. Depending on how fit you were and what level you were at and, and whatever, it, it changes a little bit for everybody. But like for, for myself, I hadn't gotten to, to work out for a good solid week or two just with everything going on. It just it hadn't been my priority. Um, and I, I pulled 385 on, on deadlift and still had plenty left in me. So it's like, okay. So I, I should have been detrained, but that still actually felt really good. But I'm just going to go and stop here anyways. So it's, everybody, again, it's everybody's different. Choice. It's it not is. like you're <clears throat> trying to get into a strongman competition. You need to get right. that, let right. that weight up as right. soon as now, possible. The goal is always to get as strong as you can over time in the right route. But I'm fine with that because I, I push my body enough. I'll, I'll go back in and push more the next time because that's the goal there too. Always push a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. But that felt good. And I was like, uh, okay. I was a, a little surprised. I expected that to be heavier than it was. Okay. So half the volume for me to get back, yep. jump back in. All right. That sounds and, doable. And that's it. The simplest fix is almost always the best one. It's not the flashiest shit. It's not the newest workout program. It's not the newest diet fad. It's consistency and keeping it simple. Consistency and keeping it simple. I know it's hard to the fathom the idea that like simple is successful. Yeah. Because you feel like it's super complicated. Right. But when you break it down, it's add protein to your diet, pay attention to what you're eating, and move. Right. That's that, literally... That's, that's the basis for anybody just starting out. It can yeah. get a little more complex as you go on because as you're adjusting for calories or plateaus or, or training blocks or whatever. But that, again, that's that's why you get help or research or, or really dig into stuff to, to learn about what you're doing. It's just like anything else you're, you're passionate about. You dig in and you learn about it. Or you send us a message. That's right. <laughs> Finding my fit at 40. You can that's hit us up right. on Facebook. You can hit Mike up directly at Body by the Bear I'm on happy. Instagram, and he also is Mike Bearski on Facebook. Uh, you can shoot us uh, email at findingmyfit at forty at gmail You know all types of stuff. So feel free to reach out to us. I have some information coming into the next week, so this is one of the things we don't have a whole lot of time left. Right. But I've got two things that I want to bring up. So for you guys that are listening regularly. We're going to adjust things a little bit. We have a guest coming Aww. next week. Yeah. It's going to be our first guest coming to join us. We have talked prior about the men versus women thing and how it's different. Well, we're going to bring a female voice in to, uh, you know, shed some of her experiences, right. share her some of her experience with us and just, you know, chat for a little while. And then I'm going to do an episode coming up that I want to try something with fast food 
So we'll keep you posted on that. If you guys have go-to healthy fast food meals that you dig and you want to eat regularly and they kind of you've been able to fit them in and they're pretty healthy and they work for you, hit me up because I want to see how successful it can be to eat. I want to lose weight eating only fast food for a week. Yeah, and I've, I've played with this myself, so I'm, I'm excited that you have you've brought that up. I played with yeah. the idea of doing it myself, so I'm, yeah. I'm loving so that I you're wanna, getting that going. I want to try it for just for one week and okay. see if I can that still... That's going to be my next question. Just a week. Uh, a, that'll get a little expen- expensive. It can get expensive, yeah. B, even though I can still lose weight and do it consistent, like nothing but fast food for a week, uh, I feel like it's not going to be the healthiest option in the long right. run. This is going to be a, a more balanced form of supersize me. But maybe I'm wrong. And maybe I'm going to feel a lot better after eating it for a week. I don't know. Right. So that's where this experiment's going to go. We're going to give it a shot. So again, next week we're going to have a guest. We will tell you who it is next week. So you're going to have to listen next week to find out who it is. Yeah. It's a friend of ours. And... Then one of these next two, three weeks, we're going to try this fast food thing, and I'll let you guys know how it goes. Until then, uh, thanks for listening, guys. You guys are absolutely awesome. If you have any struggles, feel free to hit us up. We get it. I struggle a lot with this, but the successes are way outweighing so the struggle. Worth it. So worth yeah. it. Yeah. I just ate a bowl of protein cereal this morning, by the way. Was it cereal protein cereal or did you turn it into protein cereal? No, it's protein cereal. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. It's, uh, yeah. I prefer to turn delicious cereal I enjoy into protein cereal. Yeah. I've I've done a little bit of that too. Yeah. But this was actually protein cereal. One cup of cereal was 20 ounces or 20 grams of protein. Not bad. And then I used the Carb Master, a cup of Carb Master milk. Okay. And got another uh, 11, yeah, yeah, something like that. So <clears throat> it was 30, 31 grams of protein all right. in a bowl of cereal. Not bad at all. That is a good start to the day. Pow, pow. So, guys, we appreciate you. Come back, check us out. Hit us up with any questions. I'm looking forward to next week. It's going to be fun to talk to somebody else. It's Absolutely. not just Mike. Not that right. you're not fun to talk I mean, to, That's Mike. how I took it. I do fun. enjoy your... <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you're the best. Okay. Guys, we love you so much. Be good to each other. That's right. Take care of your bodies. Eat the good stuff. Right. And some bad stuff, but most of the good stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, good stuff is bad stuff, too. So <gasps> it's all good. Good point. See what I'm saying? You just mind blew me. <laughs> That's the phrase, right? We'll see you guys next week. Get after it, humans.